Hi, this is Kathy Coleman, Holly from Land of the Lost, and I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. I hope you're ready for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 596 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we have Kathy Coleman joining us here. She was Holly on Land of the Lost, and on Saturday, May 21st, at CroftCon at the Arenda Theater in Arenda, California. She will be there along with a whole bunch of other guests all celebrating the works of Sid and Marty Croft. And there are just so many shows that they did. And it's only about a month away now. So I hope you're going to be going there and having a good time and meeting Wesley and also Kathy. And Butch Patrick's going to be there. And uh, Sid and Marty Croft are going to be there. And uh, just a whole cast of people. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope you'll be checking that out. But Kathy Coleman is going to be a guest right here on On Screen and Beyond today so we've got a lot of other guests coming our way over the next couple of weeks so i hope you're going to enjoy these episodes that we have coming your way please help us out by downloading all the episodes of on screen and beyond tell a friend about on screen and beyond i guarantee there is at least one person in the 596 episodes of on screen and beyond that they will be interested in hearing about their life and their shows and their music and everything else they've done and uh, also please help us by subscribing to On Screen and Beyond. Now, I'm not talking about subscribing and paying money. This is subscribing for free just so the downloads come automatically to you. And you can do that on a lot of different uh, of the, uh, you know, providers that have us, you know, like Apple uh, Podcasts and also Amazon and Spotify and Podbeam. No matter which one you're listening to, we appreciate all of you and we hope you'll keep listening to On Screen and Beyond. But subscribe to us and you'll get it automatically. You don't have to go looking for it. And uh, you know, email me suggestions at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And uh, like Chris, Chris has been, uh, he's been a person who's been emailing me with suggestions. Got some great suggestions, and I'm going to be working on those. So we'll see what we can do about getting them. What do you say? Let's get right into it. It's time now for Remake Madness on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, it looks like the remake of Nosferatu by Robert Eggers is slowly sinking, for the second time actually, so uh, it might not even get made. And the remake of Barbie from uh, Doll and also animated uh, movies is now going to be a film star and is moving along with Will Ferrell hopping on board for the ride. And he has joined Marco Robbie and Ryan Gosling, America Ferrara, and they're all going on uh, as the cast. And uh, the remake of Batman, or The Batman, I should say, lands on HBO Max on Monday, April 18th, and on HBO on Saturday, April 23rd. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies. It looks like this October you can look for Christopher Lloyd to star in a Halloween-oriented film called Spirit Halloween. And it's a family-friendly adventure 
movie. So get ready for that. And Nancy Myers is set to write, direct, and produce a film for Netflix, but no word on what it will be about. And Kristen Stewart, well, she's going to star in a romantic thriller called Love Lies Bleeding. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, sequels. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sequels. It looks like Selma Hayek has joined the cast of Magic Mike's Last Dance. And also, this is an interesting one, Natural Treasure 3 is in development, and they're estimating a 2024 release. And Knives Out 3, 2 hasn't even come out, but Knives Out 3 is looking for a 2024 release date at this time. And that's it for sequels next on On Screen to Be On, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, Jackie Gleason, Television Treasures, 70th Anniversary Collection, arrives on April 26th with lost episodes of The Honeymooners and hours and hours of viewing. And that's coming out on DVD. And The Boys, Season 1 and 2 on Blu-ray and DVD on May 17th. And May 10th, you could look for Nancy Drew, Season 3, as it slips on to Blu-ray and DVD. And that's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen or Beyond, Movies on DVD. <laughs> Movies on DVD, Liam Neeson stars in Blacklight. It's out on digital on April 19th and on Blu-ray and DVD on May 3rd from Universal. And it looks like Cyrano lands on Blu-ray and DVD this week on April 19th. And Licorice Pizza. Doesn't sound good, but uh, anyways, Licorice Pizza uh, makes Blu-ray and DVD on May 17th. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen to Be On, TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, well, Season 4, Volume 1 of Netflix Stranger Things lands on May 27th. Then, Volume 2 will land on July 1st. It looks like the final season is near. And actress Liz Sheridan, sadly known for Seinfeld and Elf, has passed at the age of 93. And also, another passing, the voice of Iago from the movie Aladdin, Gilbert Gottfried has passed at the age of 67. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have the pleasure of having, uh, you know, somebody who I've been actually trying to get for a long time here at On Screen and Beyond. She played the role of Holly on Land of the Lost. Kathy Coleman is next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. This week, our guest on On Screen and Beyond is a very familiar face to people who grew up watching the classic Saturday morning TV show, Land of the Lost. 
She played the role of Holly Marshall on the show. And on Saturday, May 21st, she will be appearing at the first ever CroftCon that celebrates the shows of Sid and Marty Croft at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California. It's Kathy Coleman. Kathy, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Wow. Hello, hello, hello. It's nice to be here. Boy, Brian, you have a beautiful radio voice, I must say. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, Kathy, uh, there's so much we can talk about because Land of the Lost started out as one of your I don't want to say typical Saturday morning shows. And it was, you know, it was a, just a Saturday morning show that they had come up with. And it grew into, at that time, one of the biggest shows of the time. But it is, it's not a show that has ever really ended. It, it just, it has a <laughs> life of its own. It's, it's really very crazy. The whole, like, it's a, it's a phenomenon, this show. It's, it's and not just because I'm a part of it, but... It just it it it's got a, a mind and a leg and a and a everything <laughs> of its own. But it's funny because first of all, it wasn't a part of the cartoon lineup. It was we were actually live like beings, so that was something that set it apart. And then I think it was in episode three, the Slee Stacks were introduced, and it, the show just skyrocketed off. And it went to not only number one in the Saturday morning slot, but it actually went to number one on the NBC list, and that included evening primetime. Wow. I mean, that that is a mind-blower for a kid's show mm-hmm. to have legs like that. Yeah. And, and, and you know... And it's it's due, in fact, that we had brilliant writers. You know, they were all Star Trek writers. Right. Um, And then we had the Star Trek makeup family, which was the Westmores. David Gerald, who wrote Trouble with Tribbles, was our head writer. We had very, you know, professional, wonderful directors. And and then the minds of Sid and Marty Croft, you know, their whimsical, you know, imaginations that just took children for a ride it was it was wonderful yeah well you you know you throw in dinosaurs and yeah i, I think every yeah. every she age landed. group <laughs> you know i mean look look at jurassic park in those movies you know i mean it it just draws people in yeah without a doubt without a doubt yeah now it, how old were you when you were actually on the show well, my agent told me the day, the first interview, because I went on seven interviews to land this part, but the very first interview, my agent told me, and this is back in the day when everything was so specific. You know, today it doesn't, nobody cares how old you are. Or as long as you look the part, you can act the part, you get the job. Right. <laughs> but back then it seemed to be more specific. And she said, make sure you tell them you're 12. They're looking for a 12-year-old. Well, I was like two weeks shy of being 12. I was 11. So, of course, I went in and said I was 12. And then when I got the job, I had a birthday, which <laughs> was a little little hard to pass off that I was 12 again. But um, anyway, yeah, so basically I was 12 when I started. And uh, Phil, who played Chaka, is a year younger than I am, so... Um, on my like third callback, I think it was, I walked into the office 
And uh, he was sitting in there, and I said, and we had been friends prior to Land of the Lost oh, and cool. also worked together. Hmm. And uh, I said, what are you doing here? And he said, I'm, I'm trying out for the show Land of the Lost. And I said, so am I. And uh, I said, what part are you trying out for? And he said, it's a monkey. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, it was, it was fabulous, and he wound up getting it. I got it. Huh. Wow. I, I, I didn't know and, that. And uh, I had somebody to hang out with on the set and, you know, get into mischief and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. You know, we were, Phil and I were like best friends with the prop master. So he he gave us all kinds of fun things to, you know, just play around with. So we had a really good time on the set. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Phil, I've actually had as a guest, oh, probably, I don't, I'd have to look back, but it was, you know, probably two, three, four years ago, something like that. Um, uh, we had him on, and uh, of course Wesley is actually, you know, he's been on a couple of times, and uh, it, it sounded like you were a, a fun group. Is that is that correct in assuming that? Oh, without a doubt, we we had a ball together, and we um, Wesley. I'm sure he probably said this in one of his interviews with you, but um, he always thanks the Crofts for not only giving him a TV family but a real family. Mm-hmm. And and the truth of the matter is, is is that's on the money because we are like a family. Um, I am as close with these guys as I am any of my real siblings. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that you had to go through several different uh, phases of the interview process. Uh, did anything happen during those? Was there anything unusual that you know you wanted? You could you could sort of give it an idea that you were going to get the part or was it, you know, you were always wondering or how did that come about? Well, you know, I had tried out for many of, um, they call them pilots and, uh, it's, you know, like a seven episode series to see if it's going to take off. I had tried out for many of those, um, and didn't get them for one reason or another. I had never got this close actually getting a part before so a lot of the steps were new to me like one of the callbacks was to meet the heads of NBC I had never been that close you know where I would need like the approval of them you know and um, then you know when I had been to this stage before in other auditions where they want to see the chemistry between you and the other actors that they're looking at so they'll have you read with them Um, So they did that a couple of times. Um, I actually have a fabulous photo of Wesley and I. um, I think it's on maybe one of our second or third readings that we did together. And um, it's a a picture of us sitting on the floor in the office, in in Sid and Marty Croft's office. And uh, we're um, just in this real casual sitting on the floor position. And it's, it's just a really great photo. Hmm. Now, you know, we were just so young in it, you know, I'm, I'm just a little girl and Wesley's just a, a young, like, um, at that time he was a, a, a heartthrob, mm-hmm. yep. you know, like in tiger beat magazine and all those, you know, little teenage Teen, girl magazines that were out things. at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, did you ever get into that point where you they started drawing you into those those teen magazines? Were, were you... I did. I did Tiger Beat. 
I did um, Teen Magazine. I did a few of them. Um, I wasn't, see, this is a funny conversation I have with people, you know, at the shows I do. I always, because they always come up to me and say, you know, you were my first crush. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, maybe I was their first crush, but it was a crush that they didn't understand what was happening. Like, they knew they liked me, but they really didn't, they didn't know what was happening, you know, with, with themselves. They were like, you know, why do I like her, you know? But, because I wasn't the Marsha, I wasn't old enough to be like the Marsha Brady. By the time the young boys liked Marsha Brady, they knew darn well why they liked her, you know? <laughs> yeah. For me, they were in a state of confusion. They didn't know if they wanted to ride bikes with me or punch me in the arm. You know, they just knew that something chemical was happening with them and they liked me. And they, and so we laugh about that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I did them and people would ask me what my makeup routine was. Well, my makeup routine basically was like lip gloss, if that, you know. I didn't really wear a lot of makeup unless I was doing the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you you know you mentioned uh, about that, and, and you did have a smile that lit up. I mean, there's no question about that. So <laughs> I'm sure that's partially why you got the job because you know uh, you you just you, you look so happy. Yeah, I mean, at the time, you know, if you don't have a lot of enamel on your teeth, they tend to be really white, and so apparently I didn't have a whole lot of enamel. And they would sometimes actually have to put filters on the lights because my my teeth were like blindingly white. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a lot of them. You could, you know, as you just said, I have a big smile. Yeah. So <laughs> sometimes I had to be relit. Huh. So when you got into the teen beat type thing, did it make it hard for you to go out in public, or or did you just carry on with a normal uh, a normal Hollywood? TV star <laughs> life. When I was around, like, the showbiz kids and the showbiz atmosphere, I was recognized. But um, when I landed the series, my mom had always made me a promise, and this is when I was in uh, doing commercials, and plus I had done at 10 years old, I, I joined a band and did two national tours for two years. And at that time, I wouldn't have been able to have a horse but she told me that if I ever got a series, that she would buy me a pony. So the day we signed the contracts for Land of the Lost, my mom took me out and bought me that pony. Wow. And uh, so in order to keep the pony, we had to live in a place that was zoned for horses. And uh, so that was way outside of the Hollywood area. So I wasn't going to school with other kids that were in show business or knew somebody else. I was the only one in the town I lived in that had ever been on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So it was it was a different. I was received differently. Now we'll get back to Sid and Marty Croft and Land of the Lost and all that other stuff. But I wanted to check on something. Is I saw on the internet that you were once a singer with the Mike Curb Congregation. Is that true? Yeah, that's the band that I was just mentioning oh, that I went okay. on tour for two years with. And then I was actually still with them when um, I got Land of the Lost. I had to, um, I did one final performance with them. And then uh, it was with Mark Spitz at the time. He, you know, he had just won all of his gold medals and 
he um he was part of our show and that was the last one I did. Huh. Wow. Now was that during or before or after they had the hit Burning Bridges? Oh, um they did that before I joined the, that the band. That was before. Okay. And you were you were yeah, very young they, when they, they yeah, they had been together for a while. They started out, I believe, on the Glenn Campbell show. And then, um, you know, I joined, and I think they had already been together, um, I would I would think, at least 10 years oh. prior to me joining. And the, the girl that I replaced, um, her name was Patty Cahoon. She used to be on a show called Apple's Way. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So so now when you were touring, were you in the, if I remember right, they had, didn't they all wear like white jumpsuits or something like that when they were performing? The, that the, was our Christmas outfit, the white with the red piping. But we had many costumes. Um, they were very, you know, groovy 70s mm-hmm. costumes. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so very groovy. As a matter of fact, when I was watching the Oscars the other, the other night, um, they had that one documentary film of that one concert that was at the same time as uh, Woodstock. Mm-hmm. There, there's a guy who just recently did a um, documentary on it. And the, the costumes that are in that film, they look like they could have been Mike Curb outfit. <laughs> I was laughing. I was like, I had that same outfit. Right. <laughs> the Maybe. orange and hot pink, you know, those 70s colors. Oh, yes, yeah. So with that experience and then the Sid and Marty Croft stuff, uh, you must have been very busy at that time period. Uh, yeah, and then you do, you know, all kinds of other things, too, in, in, in between. Like, I was going to a lot of NBC press parties. Um, I uh, flew to New York and recorded uh, – Somewhere over the rainbow, and then wound up doing it in the Macy's Day Parade. And uh, yeah, I mean, you just start—you know—they've got you all over the place. I was in the like all the parades, you know, around town, like the the Hollywood Boulevard Parade. It was—it used to be called the Santa Claus Lane Parade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. Telethons—they have you doing telethons, things like that. Yeah. Now, did did you? Did you enjoy doing like the Macy's parade and things like that, or or was it well? It's just part of the job. I got to do it. Uh, how did you feel about that? Oh no! I, you know what? There isn't an aspect of this business that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which which is really nice. I, I love it. Like we do these conventions now, and and when a show comes up, I am so excited. I'm packed a good week in advance. Um, it's just a, it's, it's a party. It's all of us getting back together. And, you know, a lot of the people I know because I've been doing the conventions for a little while, but there's actors and things that I have not met yet. And we wind up all going out to dinner after the show closes for the day and get to tell our stories. And, um, it's, it's really, it's, and I get to meet like thousands of people and they all share their stories of how land of the lost, you know, played it and had an effect in their lives and it's just really it's it's just a it's it's a blast and i spend time with phil and wesley and we giggle all day long and getting in and out of the raft and people are laughing i mean you you can't beat it for a job it's it's 
it's a gas. Yeah. Well, one thing I notice is that I've been to a lot of the conventions, the autograph shows and things like that, and mm-hmm. some people, it looks like they're, you know, I don't want to make this sound bad, but they, they look like they don't want to be there. <laughs> but then I see uh, pictures of events that you've been at, you and Wesley and Phil, and <laughs> you know, you're in the the boats and you're looking crazy and you know it looks like you're going over the raft over the over the falls and everything and i mean you seem to make your events fun uh it's just amazing to see the difference in you know how i've seen other people you know yeah well because it it makes it it's a win-win situation it makes it fun for us and it makes it fun for them you know we don't want to send people home with a picture of us with our arm around them and them pointing at us. You know, that, that famous picture that everybody takes, the pointing finger one. Right. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, we just would rather, you know, give them an experience rather than just uh, an autograph and a photo and send them on their merry way. Right, yeah. Now, I presume... You know, but then there's there are people, though, that really, you know... I see them standing in the lines to get that one autograph from somebody, and that's really just what they want to do. They just want an autograph, and they, they're content with that. Yeah. But, boy, those people come by our table, and in the raft they go, you know, <laughs> we're singing, we're laughing. Just a, you know, just a different experience. Yeah, yeah. And, and Wesley is just so full of energy. <laughs> he's, he's, oh, he is. Yeah, every time I've, I've spoken with him, he's just so, it's like, he's like a little kid. <laughs> uh, we have a ball together, and we work like, we almost work together like twins. We don't even have to, like, say anything. We can just look at each other, and we know exactly what the other one's thinking, you know, so it's it's just really, it's really nice. We really, truly behave like you know a brother and sister team yeah yeah so now on saturday may 21st you'll be appearing at the first ever craft con celebrating Sid and croft Marty Cru- uh, croft yeah <laughs> the croft uh, con and uh Sid, i don't know why i keep saying uh, craft i always say that. it's like you know no it's not the, the it's not the macaroni and cheese it's yeah not- <laughs> yeah we're not we're not doing condiments right but um you know it, it's this is I'm surprised that it's the first ever Croft Con um because it's you know the shows have been around forever uh, but the, and, and it's a, it's amazing how many shows Sid and Marty Croft really did Oh a, a slew of them Yeah it's it's Yeah Puffin stuff Lidsville um Sigmund and the Sea Monsters uh, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters uh, the Bugaloos uh Wonder Woman and Dino Girl and yes. I mean uh, space far out space nuts. I mean they just a, a ton of shows. Yeah, yeah. It's and they then they then they also went into the adult or the not adult but the um, uh, evening prime time you know, slot yeah. with Donnie and Marie, the Mandrells. Um, yes. I think there was one other one that they oh the puppets that you know it was yeah. more of an adult audience. Yeah. It was. You know the presidential puppets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, anyway, did, they, did, they did you work? Or, uh, I mean, I know you worked for them, but did you have uh, interaction with Sid and Marty, or were they mostly hands off while the show was being taped, the Land of the Lost? You know, 
Um, I've been asked that question a lot. Um, It's weird because it's almost like even with with Wesley and with Spencer, and not so much with Phil because we were the same age pretty much, but I have got to re-meet them as adults. So our conversations are completely different than the ones that we had when I was working with them as a kid. And so as far as Sid and Marty are concerned, yeah, they used to come on the set and I would see them and they would talk to Phil and I like you would talk to kids, you know, they, but they didn't really include us in the adult conversations, the ones that they talked about, like how the show was going and maybe they were talking about finances or, or production or something that we wouldn't, they wouldn't have included us in. So um, you know, knowing them today, it's it's like meeting them again for the first time. Yeah. Do you have a memory of either something funny that happened or uh, <laughs> anything that 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 you, that happened during the show was being filmed or anything? Any 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 memories of that? Oh, I have a lot of them, but one was pretty funny. Um, we did get in trouble for it, but it was still funny. Um. Unbeknownst to us at first, Spencer, the father, had gone to the uh, the head of the art department and had him paint a slot machine on his chest. Well, that day we had a scene where we were supposed to jump into the lagoon, mm-hmm. and we were supposed to, like, you know, strip down to our, like... Um, swimsuits, you know, and and then dive into the lagoon. Well, when Spencer whipped off his shirt and he had that slot machine painted on his chest, it just broke the whole uh, crew into gales of laughter. We were all laughing and everything until we saw Sid and Marty standing there (laughs) with the heads of NBC. And that went over like a lead balloon because time is money. And the cameras were rolling, and that all is very, very expensive. And here we were, you know, goofing around. And so um, we we did get in trouble for that. <laughs> but it was very, at the time, it was very, very funny. Yeah. But you got to, I mean, you got to let loose once in a while. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Uh, Wesley used to pull, you know, little pranks and stuff, too, with me in the cave. And, um they were just silly and funny and, you know, um, you know, when, when there weren't people that we were supposed to be behaving in front of, we, we got to get away with some things. But it just was really bad timing on, on Spencer's part to do that when, you know, here the Crofts are trying to impress, you know, these executives and, and here we're clowning around. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Now, with Wesley being, you know, so much into the, you know, him being on Tiger Beat and all these things and a teen idol and all that stuff. Now, you being a young girl on there, did did, did you have any, you know, were you in awe of him or did, was it just like, eh, it's just Wesley? <laughs> you know? Um, He was my brother. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't have an interest in, in, in him. And plus, he was a lot older than me. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're younger... 
you know, 10 years is a, is a big chunk of time, you know, not so much as you're, when you're older, a 30 year old could date a 40 year old and it's not that big of a deal, but a 10 year old can't date an 18 year old. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he was, he was out of my reach and, and no, I, I looked at him as a brother. Plus I really, at the time was more focused on my horse and, and the, the, like the, makeup man and and a few other people used to tease me and say oh soon enough you'll be wanting a car and you'll be having boyfriends and you won't even care about your horse anymore and i was like no there'll never be a day that that happens (laughs) another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Of course, they've remade this show uh, back in the 90s, I think they did. Uh, a, a new re, uh, remake of it, right. and then they made the uh, movie. Uh, was there any ever any talk of having you back in the remake of the show in the '90s, and then also in the um, the movie itself with Will Will Ferrell? Well, I auditioned for the um, part of Holly in the 90s and then they decided to go a different route they they turned my character into a jungle girl um so i wound up not doing that but um i did go in and and read for the director and he he liked my reading he told me he said you know (laughs) it's you so he said of course you gave the best reading so far and i said well you know because it's mine it's who i am you know and uh but anyway they went a different direction and then as far as the Will Ferrell movie, um, Wesley and I did have a cameo, and they had five different endings that they had filmed, and ours was one of the the five endings, and they opted to go a different with a different ending, and so our one was cut. Wow, I, I would like to see that because, I mean, it's on YouTube. Oh, it is. You can you can pull it up. Yeah. Oh, okay, because we're we're at the La Brea Tar Pits, and and it's a very it's a very peculiar scene. It's, mm-hmm. it's very, yeah. very weird. Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's too. It's too bad you did. You didn't make the final cut though, because uh, I think it would have helped the movie. Because the movie was not what it could have been. I think that's just my opinion. But not not even close. <laughs> right. Not even close. It, it could have been a blockbuster if they'd have put that two hundred million into, you know, the special effects that they could use today. Mm-hmm. And then just kept somewhat close to the storyline, the original storyline, and not turned it into a spoof. Right. Yeah. That's. I think they do that too often. Like if you look at the Brady Bunch movie, they parodied it, but they still stuck to what the show was about. And those were the TV movies, and and they actually did pretty good. And I think the first one more so they, that that it was uh, very true to the old show, and uh, I think it you know it went over well. So, but yeah, and I think, and they did spoof them, but right. those were shows that you could do a little bit of that with. Right. I just think right. that they they were, you know, they 
they tromped on, you know, some sacred ground with Lands Lost. It was a children's show, and it was a show of family morals. And, you know, it just, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a spoofable yeah. show. Yeah. And um, yeah. I get asked that all the time. What do you think of the Will Ferrell movie? And I said, you know, it was called Lands of the Lost, but I don't consider it Lands of the Lost. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I know. A lot of times they just... They stick the name on it just for to try to lure in the people that are familiar with it. That's that's what happens, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I want to mention uh, now you've written two uh, memoirs. Um, are are yes. they still available, or are they, you know, or or would you have to get them secondhand now? No, no, no. The first one um, I self-published, and it's no longer being printed. Uh -huh. um, but the second one, Run Holly Run. Yeah. That's in print. It's available on Amazon. It's received two awards. It's doing really well. And I got great, great reviews from it. So it's something, you know, it's it, it's just something that I did. And I, I did have a ghostwriter, but basically he just sort of cleaned up the my story. But um, it was a project that I really put my heart and soul into. And uh I'm very proud of it. So anytime I get a good review, I always, when I, you know, I sell my books at these shows and I always tell people, you know, please, when you're done, let me know what you think. And, um, I've got very good feedback. So just really proud of that. Wow. Now, will you have copies of that available for people if they want to purchase at the Croft Con? Most likely. Yes. Oh, good, good. Yeah, people can uh, look for you and, uh, like you say, get in the raft with you and get your book. And and it, it's I'm sure you'll have pictures and everything. And it's it's uh, it sounds like well, we have all kinds of great photos. Um, some of them from the show. Um, some of them were are part of our press kits, um, and just a, a whole collection of all different shots from Land of the Lost. There, you know, some are just with one of us in it. Some are like. Uh, there's a sh one picture that we bring with us that's the first episode we ever shot that was called Chaka. Just all kinds of, of good variety of photos and uh, my book. And uh, Wesley brings a couple of other things because he did the movie Chomps and he did the Toolbox Mur Murder. And, mm -hmm. you know, so he brings a couple of other things. Plus, he also was the creator of Dragon Tales. Yes. So he, you know, he brings, you know, some other items. And uh, sometimes, you know, we wind up with a lunchbox or, you know, all, you never know what winds up on our table. So, oh, yeah. And, oh, like I said, I, I won't be there, but you may notice something of me in spirit there. While you're there, if you, okay. if you see, uh, what were their names, uh, Kling and Clang from H.R. Puff and stuff? You know, the two, yes. uh, the two, I don't know. The Bobby Cop. Yeah, those. I made those. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm in the process right now of making them. Then I'm shipping them out to it for my brother, and uh, he asked me to make those for him. So if you see Clinging Clang walking around, that's mine. I made those. <laughs> wow. Wow. So not only are you a, a radio host with the most with that voice of yours, but you're also a, a seamstress and... Well, and, I, God, that's I, amazing. Put put it this way: don't look close because okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> they're rough. But but I, I think you'll know they're clinging and clang. <laughs> so that's fabulous. That's fabulous. Yeah. So Kathy, uh, I want to finish up with one final question. 
But um, okay. I do want to remind people that Saturday, May 21st, at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California, it's the first ever CroftCon, and it celebrates the shows of Sid and Marty Croft, and you do not want to miss this. It is going to be so much fun, and you will be there, and Wesley will be there, and there's all kinds of other people. Butch Patrick will be there from... Um, the Bidsville, uh, and there's, I mean, it's just going to be so many people, and they keep adding more and more people all the time. So uh, it, it's really going to be. It's really being received well. It the is. tickets are flying out the window. Yes, yes. And the, people are coming from all over the country. Uh, they, I know, yeah. I know. So it's going to be. I know, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. So, Kathy, let's finish up with the final question. When you sit okay. back and relax, what do you mm-hmm. enjoy for TV shows and movies? What's your favorite TV shows now and of the past when you were growing up? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Wow. Okay. Um, of recent, the show that I was watching was Yellowstone. Oh, that's great. And it? <laughs> um, it's funny because I've actually lived that life. And that that's like a mind blower to me that I've I've almost to the T I have lived the life of that show Yellowstone. Wow. Um, and it's in my book. Um, and then, so that's what I'm watching right now. I do like, um, uh, also, uh, Chicago PD. I like like cop shows. I always have for some reason. I, I just like that kind of thing. Like I'm actually, I watch the FBI right now. Um, in the past, Probably, you know, some FBI kind of, you know, detective type shows I probably liked. Um, as a young girl, as a, like a teenager, you know, I was right there, Brady Bunch, Partridge Family, mm-hmm. um, those kind of shows. Um, yeah, movies. Um, let's see. Oh, I, I love a good movie. Um uh, back in the day, probably, of course, The Godfather, like everybody, loved that. Um, I, uh, gosh, you know, my mind's like going blank. There's just so many movies filtering through it right now. Um, I, I just, uh, and any, any ones while you're flipping the dial that you've probably seen that you've come across it and you've seen the movie 50 times but you gotta watch it oh when it gets you sucked in yes (laughs) okay now the godfather is like that if if i stand for more than five minutes in front of the tv watching it i i'm i'm sucked into it (laughs) same thing with like dances with wolves that happens Uh, dances with wolves is on i'll watch that again um of recent I'm, i'm trying to think what my most favorite movie is of recent um and we it's just We've been watching a lot of Netflix, so I've seen like a ton of movies, and um, <laughs> I've just seen so many lately. There, it's just all like boggling in my brain which one I I've loved the most. Yeah. I've seen some great stuff. Um, I just today I just watched uh, Just Like Heaven with um, Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was kind of a cute little film, but. Um, Gosh, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to that's okay. uh, ask on that one. It's yeah. just too many films. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. Uh, well, Kathy, I cannot thank you enough 
for you coming on the show and sharing with us. Oh, my pleasure. Are you kidding me? This has been fun. Yeah, and uh, I, uh, people should go see you on Saturday, May 21st at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California at the first ever CroftCon. Kathy Coleman, thank you so much for joining us. It, it's been a pleasure, Brian. All righty. I'll, I'll look for Kling and Clang, but I uh, wish I could see you. And you know what? If this one goes off really well, maybe there'll be a, another one in your neck of the woods, and then you'll you'll come and get in the raft with us. There she is, Kathy Coleman, Holly from Land of the Lost. You can meet her on Saturday, May 21st at the CroftCon at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California. So be sure to go out there and have a great time with all the guests that are going to be there from the shows of Sid and Marty Croft. And you can meet Sid and Marty Croft themselves. And there's going to be all sorts of fun things going on and uh, things to view. And, you know, you can get autographs and uh, all sorts of things. So it's just going to be a fun time. And uh, that is, like I said, on May- Saturday, May 21st. You get your tickets. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I heard the VIP tickets are all gone already. Those went quickly. But uh, you can still go and have a lot of fun. And you can, uh, you know, get in there and meet all these people and everything. It's, it's going to be a great time. So, anyways, uh, that is episode 596 of On Screen and Beyond. And uh, we are just moving closer and closer to our 600th episode here. And I hope you're going to be telling a friend about On Screen and Beyond. Get the word out. It's, uh, we just got so many more people coming your way. So we hope you'll keep listening to On Screen and Beyond. Subscribe to us. Check us out on all the podcast providers. And that's it for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. That's a wrap. So until next time, when do we once again take you on screen and beyond? I'm Brian Zimrak. Take care. <laughs>